McConnell's health episode, we'll call it, from this past week, where he once again froze up. Actually, in the most ironic part, when reporters were asking him if he was going to run again for office, and just like last month, his, his whole body just shut down. He couldn't speak. He couldn't move. He was just standing there like a robot that had run out of batteries until, of course, they had to shuffle him away. The next day, by the way, the Capitol's attending physician said, nope, Mitch McConnell's all clear, totally fine. He can go back to work. I didn't see any problems. So that's that, right? Well, apparently that answer is actually not good enough for Republicans in the Senate. And according to new reports, these Senate Republicans want to hold a special meeting when they return next week, or actually this week, uh, to talk about Mitch McConnell's failing health. Like this guy is clearly not well. Because not only was he freezing up in that video, but you could see that his skin was as pasty white as humanly possible. He also looks like he's lost about 50 pounds. Something is wrong with him in a very bad way. Medical experts on TV, uh, including one on Fox News, granted they haven't physically examined him, but they all talked about the fact that this is, you know, you see this in Parkinson's patients. So that is a possibility. It could be something far worse because the weight loss thing is definitely, uh, you know, cause for concern. Any medical expert will tell you sudden rapid weight loss is never good, but that's what we're seeing with him. So Republicans in the Senate are like, look, we got to do something. And hey, kudos to Republicans for finally admitting that. The problem they have is that they're not going to do anything because they can't. Even with Mitch McConnell appearing to be on death's doorstep, those Republicans cannot function without him. This man has been their leader in that body for decades. You look back over the last 20 years at every horrific piece of Republican legislation that has been passed, and you will see Mitch McConnell's fingerprints all over it. When you look at the judges that Republicans have appointed to the federal bench and, of course, to the U.S. Supreme Court. Mitch McConnell's the guy behind all of it. I mean, let's not forget, he's the guy who held up Scalia's vacancy so that Barack Obama couldn't appoint a judge. Every, like, the worst things of the last 20 years, Mitch McConnell has been the guy spearheading that for Republicans. All the tax cuts, all of it. That's Mitch McConnell. But more importantly for Republicans... And Mitch McConnell, by the way, is actually good at making deals. He gets Democrats to back down on certain issues. He gets Democrats to go along with his horrific judicial picks. So yeah, he knows how to play the game and he knows how to win the game. That's what makes him so dangerous. There's no other Republican in that body that can do that. And that's good for Democrats. It's terrible for Republicans, especially when you consider the fact that Mitch McConnell happens to be the top fundraiser for Republicans in the Senate. And their leading super PAC, which is the Senate Leadership Fund, is tied directly to him. Now, the Republican Party is already having trouble raising money. The RNC only has a little under $12 million in the bank. They can't raise crap right now. And if Mitch McConnell cannot go out there and raise money for these Senate Republicans, then they're going to lose their last best shot to take back the Senate in next year's election. Steve Daines, who's running the fundraising op for the Senate right now, has already been on record saying, if we don't win back the Senate next year, we won't even have a chance to do it again till the year 2030. So these Republicans, they can have the meetings all they want, but it's not going to be about ousting Mitch McConnell from leadership. 
they're going to be talking about how they can prop him up weekend at Bernie style and make it seem like, hey, he's still good to go. We're just kind of moving his arms and making him go to fundraisers so we can have the money. They can't afford, they literally can't afford to oust Mitch McConnell because that will spell certain doom for the Republican Party. Well, folks, at this point, it is becoming crystal clear that Donald Trump's indicted former lawyers in the state of Georgia are doing everything possible to throw him under the bus before he can throw them under the bus. As I've talked about at length, obviously we've got Sidney Powell, we've got Kenneth Chesbro, both requesting the speedy trials. Uh, reports still say that Eastman is going to go along with Fonnie Willis's request for a speedy trial. The only one who's a bit of a holdout at this point, of course, is Rudy Giuliani because Giuliani's got so many legal problems. He can't afford to turn on Trump right now. He still needs that fundraiser that Trump is doing later this month. He needs that money. So he's probably not going to be the guy to flip, but he doesn't matter. Eastman and Chesbro, to be honest, are the big people that could flip on Trump. So here's what's going to happen. Donald Trump they've already basically announced this. He's going to use the advice of counsel defense when his trial comes up, which means he's going to go into court and say, Hey, listen, I'm just an average dude. I went to business school, not law school. These are lawyers. They told me I could do these things. So I did them. If they turned out to be illegal, it's because they told me I could. So I did. I didn't know they did bad advice. That's Trump's legal defense. And of course it throws all of them under the bus. So how can these lawyers counter that though? Because let's be real, they gave him the advice. So kind of seems like Trump has the upper hand there, right? Not exactly. If these lawyers can go into court and prove that Donald Trump convinced them to go find these bad legal, you know, reasons for him to do these things, that he pushed them, that he coerced them into doing this, into stretching the law and kind of mangling legal definitions on things. If they can prove that they can show that, Hey, listen, yeah, even though we're lawyers, he made us do this. So we went to the law books. We were looking through finding any kind of thing here and there that might be able to justify because he was pressuring us to do that. It's not because we wanted to, It's because not only was he our client, he at the time was the president of the United States. He has power. He has authority. And that's going to be their biggest legal defense there. Because again, this isn't like your average client with your average lawyer where the client's telling the lawyer, Hey, what if I wear a neck brace into court and act like I got whiplash? You know, (laughs) no, this is the president of the United States, the most powerful man on the planet for all intents and purposes. And he's telling these people sitting in the Oval Office, he's behind the big desk and they're gathered around him and he is telling them, you go find me the legal rationale. I don't want to hear no for an answer. Do this. Your president is ordering you to do this. You're going to do it. That's a lot of pressure. And if they go into court and make that argument, even somebody as goofy as Sidney Powell, that's going to be a powerful argument and it's going to shift all the blame away from the lawyers onto Donald Trump. Now it doesn't excuse what the lawyers did, right? There's still 
do it. They still did it. So the jury is going to say, yes, these people did it, but they were coerced to do it. So we're going to go a little lighter on them with regards to, you know, punishment and all that. So the lawyers would likely still be found guilty, but they could probably get themselves out of some of the trouble if they could prove that Trump coerced them to do it. That's why they want to go first. That's why they want the speedy trials and Trump wants to push it off as long as possible, but they'll be on the record first. They'll have their jury verdicts first. They'll have their legal arguments cemented into the record before Donald Trump ever even enters the courtroom. That's going to hurt him and it's going to benefit them. And right now, all signs are pointing to that being what's going to happen. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced.